Okay, so um, welcome to another edition of Thoughts on Thing. Uh, today's guest beverage is Toro Loke um, Rose Wine. So uh, anybody like wanting to sponsor this podcast with various <laughs> beverages, feel free to contact us. Yeah, I've got a glass of tap water. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Right, okay, so <laughs> hey, hey, so what links... Frank Zappa, Fleetwood Mac, and Stephen King, you ask? I don't know. Well, if you'd fucking paid attention to the fucking title of this podcast, it's obviously The Fucking Running Man, you dick. <laughs> the Running Man, 1987. We, we've got... We, we, good, we've got the same year this time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poor Michael uh, Glaser. Glaser. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so 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 let's talk about that. Like, so um, in in the film, the Dweezil Stab Zappa, uh, Frank Zappa's kid, uh, Mick Fleetwood from Fleetwood Mac, obviously stars, and the 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 whole film is based on a novel by Richard Bachman, which was a pen name of Stephen King. Oh, of course, yeah. It like not gonna go into it here, but like looking up, it's a really fucking fascinating story of why he fucking did it anyway. Okay, and the other like other th- interesting thing to remark on is that the soundtrack is performed by Harold Faltermeyer. Not John Carpenter. Not John Carpenter no. this time. So I mean <laughs> Harold Faltermeyer is pretty, pretty much on this kind of shit. So he does Beverly Hills Cop, which is like obviously iconic, Top Gun, obviously. Everybody knows about that. And throughout the film there is like dance segments. They're absolutely they're fantastically choreographed, mm-hmm. and the music set to me is like uh-huh. a very, very good part of this. Yeah. Okay, so right, like a couple of quick things before we get into any kind of meat of anybody's kind of like bullshit. <laughs> right, okay, so there's got a real weird kind of level of like tech improvement. So when while he- maintaining. An 80s aesthetic, which yeah. I appreciate, frankly. So they've still got cassette tapes to listen to music <laughs> on, but they have travel passes that but you can just made scan. Out of future plastic, though. They needn't have travel passes, though, because in every airport you'll find the worst plane attendant in the world. Like, who does that? Yeah, just they, people are getting pissed like, off. Oh, just get on the plane. Off, so not saying, oh, just step to the side while you find your passport. Like, oh, just get on the plane, enormous man, and presumably. Yeah. I don't know, harmless woman, I guess. Yeah, just after, after, after he's just been really misogynistic, he's oh, just yeah. like, oh, yeah, it's in your fucking bad woman. <laughs> Took a week. It's like, oh, like, yeah, he's probably just full of tampons and woman shit. <laughs> it's a different time, Stephen. Right, okay. <laughs> so, so they have that. Another quick point is it's like, again, it, it's a reoccurring thing. It's like house invasion. It's like, it's like they live again. It's like... Right, so we're supposed to believe that this guy is like, yes, he's falsely convicted of a crime that he didn't commit. He has to commit, like, atrocities, shooting people to escape from prison. This is fair. But then the first fucking thing he does, he subjects a a random stranger to a horrific house invasion. Oh, that's not the first thing he does, my friend. Let me tell you. And he's just like, he doesn't do it. He doesn't go... Holy shit, I know you might think I'm a bad guy, but I'm not. No, he doesn't. He says, I'm only going to say this once I've been framed. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't expect Kathleen fucking Zellner 
But you know, yeah, he, he put up, up, up a bit of a fight. Yeah, and then he, and then he just demonstrates, right? Well, if, if you don't do what I'm gonna like ask you to do, I'm, I'm gonna, fucking I'm gonna, gonna kill Pop. I'm, I'm gonna tip you out of the window, yeah. all the while under the implicit threat of rape. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is that, and, and, and this this comes on to the second quick part. It's like, right, so Ben Richards. For being an innocent man, he acts an awful lot like a criminal. So, so just in that said, said thing anyway, it's like, oh, so he's innocent. Oh, he was wrongly convicted. Then he's just done crime. Yeah, just get straight that into alone. it. That alone. You just get straight into it. And, he, and he's, 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 he's not like subtle about it. Like all the way, he's like, oh yeah, I can just fucking snap you. Yeah, snap you like a chicken. Yeah. It's, it's not what? like I just just help me out, I will let you go. I'll think it's just, I'm not, no, I'll I'm not gonna hurt you yeah. because I just need your help. Just get me onto the plane and then you can go. Why does he even need us to get onto the plane? It's ridiculous. Just let it go, bro. Just use the travel pass. Just you're massive, just knock people out. Why didn't he just do the same thing about himself when he got there like like oh my pass is in my bag, it must be here somewhere. Route through his back, can you hold this stuff for me? Same plan and they'll go, go on, go on, mate, get out of here. Why he didn't need that woman? If he had that plan to get out anyway, like why why get a travel pass but then accumulate one more person than you have travel passes? You have the same problem. It, it, you don't have a travel pass. It's the overreaching misogyny within this film, but I think that's completely a different matter. Oh well. Yeah. I'm sure it lets you came in. Okay. <laughs> Not on that. Not on that. Okay, so another thing is uh, right, so Charlie's mum from Always Sunny is in this film. Charlie. And I, oh, like I say, I, oh, I think, like, I've obviously seen this film, like, ages, ages ago, and then watched Always Sunny, like, afterwards. And, I, like, where the fuck is she from? And it turns out she's one of the audience members of it, okay? Um, the, the next, next quick point. The re- Sorry, while you're on that one, I had the same revelation. You know the old woman who's, um... The old woman who's like, oh, I'm gonna bet on Ben Richards. I'm Ben Richards! Yeah. He's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, like, oh, this is bullshit. I was looking at her and I was like, where do I know her from? And I really wish I'd looked this up, but I'm pretty sure she's the old woman from Superbad. You know, where he's like, oh, do you need some help with your groceries? And you're like, that'd be lovely if we'd like me to buy alcohol. <laughs> you know that old woman? It's her, mate. It's called fucking research, you fucking. Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't, didn't do it, man. I did, what was your? Why are you bringing that? What were you bringing that now? Oh, I'm oh. just telling you. This, this, this oh, you. oh, this I've been lazy. Oh no, this is. I've just been lazy. I've been lazy. I haven't prepared. No, no. And, and then you're bringing these false facts. Okay. <laughs> Fake news. Fake news. Okay. So next quick one. The really painful medical that he has to go through. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? It's just like things, like the injections like make noises. They put, those things they put in his mouth. You're the mandibular right? restraints. No, yeah. no, not them. The, uh, the the old cases for like Kodak. Film. <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't be arsed like bothering with it. Just like, yeah. Put these in. And then it's like a series of like really painful, like right in between the webbing of his fingers. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Why would you need to do it oh, there? And that's like right in his neck and shit Just like that. Dicks, okay, and then okay, another. We might have to expand on this. Uh, climbing oh. for dollars. Yeah. Hundred percent would watch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'm basically saying, like, it's... fingers crossed, this is Ben Shepard's next <laughs> option after tipping point. <clears throat> no, mate. I want like I want updated to Keshi's castle. 
That's what I want. No, I'm climbing for dollars with yeah, Ben Shepherd. Fucking no, 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 mid, fuck like weekday. Climbing for dollars in uh, in uh, Takeshi's castle. Get Craig Charles. Fucking all the coke you want, mate, and start narrating that shit. That'd be amazing. I, oh, he's falling to the dogs. I, I think it's a strong enough format. I think it's a strong enough format that you could just have it as a standalone episode. It's like, oh, 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 hi Ben. Oh, nice to meet you. Oh, what's your name? Oh, I'm Gary. I'm a social. I'm a solicitor from uh, Cambridge. Okay, you say. Oh, so what are your goals today? Oh, really? I'm just just here for the fun element of it. It's like, oh, have you got any kind of amount of money that you're looking for? Oh, well, well, I'm kind of looking for a holiday, in maybe like Thailand. It's about two thousand pounds. Really do good. Where the fuck? Fucking dogs are <laughs> like that. It'd be fucking brilliant. No, what they should do after obviously after we leave the European Union, uh, we should we should we should do that way instead of climbing for dogs. It's not like climbing for fresh fruit and vegetables. Climbing for insulin. <laughs> yeah, fucking <exactly>. diabetics. <laughs> oh jeez. Yeah, that absolutely would watch. And then just my last we, quick we, point. We, we take no position. My, my last quick point on that is the, the fucking the, the kill you then rape you woman <laughs> what the fuck is a, a man who could stab him is that, I don't know he's, a, he's all conscious you fucking psychopath it's like you fucking maniac and she's <laughs> proper like turned what? on by it while it's, she's asking to borrow six dollars as yeah, well it's, it's not like she's scared she's proper revved up about yeah, she's like, it she's like so, she's oh, so yeah. cigarette mate. oh yeah oh. right okay so like, like okay so like <laughs> back to the main point right okay so so running man you know film is art isn't it I agree you can't you can't disagree with that it's an art form Right? You can use subtlety, yeah? yeah, to tell a story. You can draw aspects out of a character. Yeah, you and you can drive a plot in a slow, complex, building way. So that all points through the whole process, you feel for the characters. You feel empathy. You're such a you see, you see where their worldview goes. <laughs> and then, and then, and then, when they suffer, you feel their pain. It's almost as if you feel their pain yourself. Yeah. And that's 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 filmmaking. It's beautiful. It's artistry. But in this film, instead of doing that, rather than do that, they just do a fucking title crawl just to tell you the whole fucking point of the film <laughs> right at the start. Yeah. Makes it nice and easy, I doesn't it? I can't disagree. It tells you absolutely everything Not you need to know. Not for me, though, mate. I, I, I don't want to read. I'm watching the movie. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I, I suppose you can read Interesting point on that. It, it's like, <laughs> it says it's like 2017. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, if only, mate. Yeah, <laughs> I reckon in a couple of years we might be like that. I'll be like that. Absolutely. No, no matter whether the country is, I'm going that way anyway. Like, yeah, you're just yeah. going for like uh, one of them collars. Oh, yeah. Definitely. They're yeah. collars. No, no. They're ridiculous, those collars. They're ridiculous. You know what's cheaper than collar bombs, Stephen? What? Fences. Big fences. Calm the fuck down, Troy. <laughs> Dare I say walls? <laughs> oh, yeah. I built a big wall around that prison. You know what? You know what you're on else is ancient wheels. <laughs> Jesus. Right, okay. So, so bear in mind, like, this, this, this film, it's, it's Stephen King, so mm-hmm. it, 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 he used Richard Batman when he was writing more of his, um, like, sort of science fiction rather than his horror sort of genre. 
So, like, it, it's stated out in the title crawl that it's just like a dystopian future. There mm-hmm. is a um, crawling TV network. The population is suppressed. Mm-hmm. Like, there's people gathering around burning bins like it's a fucking boys to men fucking video. <laughs> right, okay. So, 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 right, so this is the thing. This is what you've got. This is your base material as the casting director. So you go, what kind of complex actor should I choose for this role? Which is going to demand a lot, you know. Mm, mm. He, he's the sole purpose of this film. So who do you choose? They're going to have to have range. They're going to have to have like a, a certain kind of like, a sort of like frame to them, a personality. And who do they choose? They choose Arnie, Arnold. don't they? You gotta have Arnold, man. Yeah. So obviously, like, <laughs> absolutely love Arnold. Oh and, yeah. And he will surely be like subjected to more of these horrible, horrible podcasts on on, on like all of his great films, right? And <laughs> right, if you don't like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just like turn it down. Carry on listening, so we get the like listens, but just turn it down because there's going to be a lot, right? Okay. So. <laughs> Right, so but hey, what? What kind of advice is that? We want the listens, even if you don't like it. (laughs) Just take your earphones out. Yeah, yeah. Just enjoy the bus journey. Just, just that's it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Just listen to something else, right? So, but hey, wait, I've got a new complaint. Right, so Arnie has range, right? Okay. (laughs) He does, absolutely does, right? So, some guy can he fucking pagger an alien in a jungle? But also be a school teacher, kindergarten cop. But he's not a school teacher. He's not. He's a detective. Is he not masquerading poorly? Is as he a not teacher? Next. Is he not? Next. Is he not? No, he's not. Okay. Watch, watch the movie. <laughs> he is. But okay. He does, okay. Okay. But he does is. he not teach the kids more than a he teacher does. would teach them? Yeah. He does. Uh, right. So so right. See, so Arnie. Let's see. Just choose him. Just like choose normal level Arnie. But no, in this film, he's like unbelievably jacked. Like absolutely from the he's proper. Gun. Well, he's got to be. If you seen some of the stuff the director wanted him doing, he's carrying like a steel girder around with him, ripping like weightlifting benches out of the ground and stuff. <laughs> he was probably under a lot of pressure. But he's actually <laughs> stupidly jacked for this. Oh, he is. Oh, it's, it's absolutely great. And it's like, so, right, so we're going to have, like, some mad action with this film. And it's like, oh, should we wait for the story to carry on? And it's like, no, you've already been told by the title. Well, it's fine. Right, okay. So, and then, like, there's this weird thing in it. It's like the, the outfits that the runners wear are, like, actual Adidas-branded uniforms. Okay. And it's like, that's kind of, like, really weird. What's wrong with that? What it, well, this, well, that voice <laughs> is very appropriate. Because it's like, it's like, oh, look at the previous winners. Whitman, Price, and a dad. It's like, was well, like, if Price was a pedo. <laughs> like, Adidas are, like, sponsoring pedos. Everyone's into it as well, man. You see, like, because I thought, like, the first time I watched the movie, I was like, they, they bring him out and they're all booing him. They're like, <laughs> they, like, strip him off and, like, woo Oh, yeah. They'll start cheering. It's like, well, then, do they just hate his clothes? Like, what's going on? And that Winnie, that woman, that, the, the, the woman funny farts at him as he's walking <laughs> upstairs. She brings pure scum, yeah, right in him. <laughs> what a bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know. I like that level of disdain, though. He's like, fucking Oh, yeah, no, it's dystopian. You're a like. butcher of Bakersfield. Have a fucking biff in your face. <laughs> you jungle, jungle rules, pal. Yeah, man. Have you got anything you want to talk about before I get into some of this shit? Absolutely, you enormous bastard. Go on. Right, you made me watch this film. Now I'm going to... Made? Yeah, I'm going to hit you with some fucking school right now, boy. You ever heard of a man called Anton Chekhov? Chekhov, yeah. Chekhov, yeah. He's known for a literary device, or a dramatic device called Chekhov's gun. And it's a principle in which we understand that everything needs to be necessary. Everything, oh, you research this shit? Everything, shut your fucking face. Everything is necessary. There are no promises. And if there's a rifle on the wall, it must go off. Ah. He wrote in a letter, one must never place a loaded rifle on the stage if it isn't going to go off. It's wrong to make promises you don't mean to keep. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I suppose it's, it's, it's an it's a, like brilliant principle, I suppose. Brilliant. Yeah. Okay, I've got another principle for you. It's called Luke's Meatheads. Yeah? Okay. If you've got a bodyguard in your movie called Sven, he needs to fight Arnold. Yeah? Like, don't just bring him in in the last minute with your fucking bumboy musician getting all tense on his synth. And Arnold walking up, and they're like staring at each other. If you don't know, that's me furiously pointing at my future notes. <laughs> Get wrecked! This will this will be explained. Absolutely. I don't think you can explain this travesty, Stephen. They missed an opportunity! Every fucking go. They missed though. an opportunity, mate. You had two massive guys, you had the build-up through the whole movie, pushing him through the corridor at the start when he's uh, when he's handcuffed, you know. All yeah. the time. You know yeah. when when then uh, when uh, Captain uh, what does he call? Captain Freedom's work America's own Captain Freedom, because uh, Captain America was trademarked. Yeah. So like him when he like sees him out of the room without doing a thing, he just looks at him and he's like, Come on, buddy, you don't want to do this, and he doesn't want to do this because Sven's hard. And then at the end, you're like, oh, fucking hell. Here we go. Big old fist go fight off. between these two dogs. Nah, mate. I've got to score some steroids. And then just walks out. Yeah, man. Been and then set... Arnold, for some reason... He's set free. He's set free. Oh, sure. He's not dog. Wait. He's off. When did he give him a sock? Wait. And then Arnold... Okay. Arnold puts that guy in the thing and sends him down... Sends him down the tube. And for all he knows, that doesn't kill you. Why does he do that? I thought he was gonna. I was promised, right? He does turn the thing up, though. Oh, true. I've got. I've got another principle called um, called Luke's ramming my fist in your stomach and pulling out your goddamn spine or whatever. Ah! Don't promise that if you're not going to do that either. I was waiting for that, man. I wanted it. I'd already seen the guy's head blow up, so I was like, oh, what? They're matching scanners. How are they going to do it? Oh my god, they're going to break someone's goddamn spine. Yes. Doesn't happen again. Chekhov's gun. Look it up. Wait on the stud. Understood. Okay, you know, it's an absolute. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a standard of acting, I suppose. It's like, like Brexian, also. Right, okay, so, right, to bring that back down to my level, so basically, right. fuck this fucking film. It's Wizard of Oz. What? It's kind of like the Wizard of Oz, but backwards, but kind of. What? Wait. Uh. 
Right, so, so look at it, right? So we start in reality in both of the films, right? They were living their normal life. So, like, she's on fucking farm. He's flying his helicopter, doing his normal policey business, right? And then there's, like, some catastrophic events. So there's a tornado in one. And then he gets, like, fucking framed for this shit. And then they wake up in this new reality. Okay. So, and everything's changed. Okay. So... He's in a yellow outfit. Yellow road, yellow outfit. <laughs> they know their paths. It's set out for them, isn't it? Yeah. I'm feeling like... He meets, he meets his travel buddies, doesn't he? We're not going to draw into some horrific conclusion that Amber is Toto, are we? I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't really fit that. <laughs> But she fits into the sexy lady like premise, like but like <coughs> but like they meet their ragtag boot that the geek criminal. Yeah. Which is like some kind of weird thing that he's like a criminal but he's like a real geek. He's like a criminal hacker. And he's like the out of shape guy. Oh yeah, the big fat guy. Yeah, so they've they've each got their things like like one guy is like social confidence, the other guy's like sort of faux is like I suppose carbs. I suppose. <laughs> yeah. But to, so, to be fair, I suppose they're... Facing their worst enemies. Social situations and diabetes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I suppose the foes on the way are a little bit, like, worse than, like, uh, like flying monkeys. <laughs> but, you know... Like, uh, you know... Oh, man. That should have been one of the stalkers. Just <laughs> a giant flying monkey. <laughs> Right, okay. So, so, so they fight through some adversity. <laughs> uh, right, so, so they do it, and, and then they, they go through all this path and this trade, and they make their final, their final, like, sort of villain, who is Killian, right? But is Killian the real enemy? No. He, again, he's like the false facade of, like, the true evil behind him, isn't he? So, I mean, when you look at it like that, I mean, let's see, you look at the whole running man, and you've got to say, it's like, it's no game, is it? But you, like, just, you just say it, yeah. It is no game, it's, no game. And it's like, his destru- his, the destruction of, like, killing is, like, required, it's needed. It's like somebody's been standing in the dark and, like... They can kind of hear somebody calling their name. But, like, they know that things will change. So, so looking forward, like, to a new tomorrow, you could say it's like shouting out I'm to all the people. through your eye. <laughs> you hit the right spot. Da, da, da. No more lonely nights. <laughs> I'm going on. <laughs> <laughs> cancelled. <laughs> Podcast cancelled. Insurmountable artistic differences. <laughs> I think so on that one. Anything? Anything before I go on? I've got more of this shit. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Killian's poor management. And just some of the stupid things we see him do in this movie. 
So, I mean, there's some pretty, like, low-level dumb shit. Like, like he fires that cleaner over some simple mistake. Or does he? Wait. Well, I thought about that, because he says either he's not mopping the floor tomorrow, or you're mopping the floor all week. I'm like, not going to go into this. He's just promoting. I've, I've, got pa- I've got pages on this, come on. <laughs> then he tells the justice people to fuck off on the phone. Um, then, after that, he, he sees... He sees Arnold on the TV and he's trying to get him despite all their advice. Like they're all poor decisions. And then when he when he's propositioning Arnold as well, you notice he's got that woman holding his coffee. Yeah. Like these are these are all just the general dickhead boss things that he's doing. Yeah. Like, nothing so bad. But then one one of his shifts that he's doing, I guess, you know, he has a bit of a crisis and a stalker gets killed. So they're gonna send two in instead. And what he should have done is said to him, like, right, listen, boys, I know you like to have your fun, but clearly this guy's pretty serious. He's just killed Sub-Zero. Like, please don't fuck around. You can have your fun with the girl, but you need to take him out. Like, incapacitate him first. Don't toy with him. He's serious. Take him like, out. First, he's down, the first stalker being kill killed, like, in ages. Yeah. It's, it's a big fucking thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You need to sort the situation out. Don't fuck around on it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that happened when you see these mugs in there. Like, Buzzsaw going in. And by the way, he would have easily killed Arnold if that guy had pushed him out of the way. Like, there's like this thing where that guy's like, oh, you've got to go instead of that in their place because they won't last as long as you. And they're like, hold on, I'm fucking saving him. And he's just a bit shit. You should have just let him go on their own. He wouldn't have had to push him out of the way and he could have jumped out of the way himself. Fucking dickhead. But, like, <laughs> he, um, they just. He, like, he wraps that thing around Arnold and he's dragging him around on the floor and, like, fucking around with him. And I just imagine Killian, like, being in this room, like, what are you doing? What are you what pissing are you around I fucking, for? I told you Put the fucking that. chainsaw through his fucking yeah, head. I, I, I told you to do one thing, you motherfucker. There's three others for you to fuck around with. Not that guy, though. Kill that yeah. fucking guy. And then Kill the fucking guy. And then Dynamo... What the fuck is Dynamo? Uh, yeah, is a he? fucking opera singing fucking electro rapist. Like, Christmas tree fat gladiator. Yeah. Like, I just was so confused. And then Fireball, like, he's seen it all on TV playing out and everyone's like, fuck, this is getting serious. And he just goes in and starts pissing around on his jetpack and doesn't understand that he's got a Less seasoned like, losers. Range, mate. Range yeah, on that yeah, yeah, yeah. Just blow him away. And then Arnold is like, no, and never kill an innocent civilian. And like, he's innocent though, isn't he? When you incapacitate Fireball and then you like, blow him up and like, oh, do you need a light? Like, dickhead. He went, what? Like, he's defenceless. What are you he, doing? He's a, he, he's a murderer. But he's defenceless. So is Dynamo. But he lets him live because he's defenceless. Fireball's defenceless as well, and he ah, fucking murders him. Fair. I think by that point it's got a bit far though. I think. I think that's why. Right. Okay. So, right. I'm going to introduce a section now. That was disappointing. What? There you go. Right. Okay. So this is going. This is probably going to be a regular segment because a lot of the films we like watch have like epic fight scenes so this is this is a segment that's probably going to be called Tasty Steve's Fight Rating fucking hell yeah 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 so what you need to know about me uh, I'm tasty I'm spicy like a spicy pizza like a spicy I'm handy I'm handy and if you if you want credentials for that 
Do you want to know my fight record? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fought zero. Won zero. Lost zero. You know why? Undefeated. Because they fucking know. No, not to bother. So I'm going to use my absolute expertise in fact <laughs> to break down these fights. Oh, you know, no. I'm basically like a shit Dan Hardy. I know you don't know who Dan Hardy is, but hopefully somebody does. Right? I'm just thinking of Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. Right, so. <laughs> first fight, Sub-Zero, right? Very noisy fight. Yeah, man. I mean, they're on a nice ring, to be fair, and like... Typical Japanese sports, they like shouting, don't yeah, they? Yeah, man. Sumo, they're, they're into it. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of noise there. Absolutely. He, he's, got, he's, he's Paul Tech of just like pucking a fucking grenade at him. Um, so I'm saying a big no, I'm going to do that 6 out of 10. Okay, so <laughs> fight two, Buzzsaw and Dynamo. Right, okay, so break down like Buzzsaw, right? Like I think he needs to understand that cliches don't win a fucking fight. <laughs> That's what that guy needs to do. So, but I like his style, so 8 out of 10. Uh, Dynamo, dry rake, 0 out of 10. <laughs> okay, fireball, right? It's like, like fireball, more like shitball. <laughs> all right, go on. Man. Yeah, so... Fireball. So he lets, he lets all those people see the secrets. And like they show it later on mm. when they've got the footage of all the, like, the winners who didn't win. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I've given him a 3 out of 10 max. Mm. Okay, so Captain Freedom. I, um, right, so he's fake, but it's a fresh fight. I like it's fresh. Yeah. So, I'm in. I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. But I like the way that, like, when he's, like, contemplating fighting again, he stares at, like, a photo of himself just being, like, real aggro in the fucking yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, like, some sort of, like... <laughs> Discount Captain America costume. Yeah, man. The little red shoulder pads. I do that, I do that. So, uh, that's your lot on uh, Tasty Steve's Fight Rating. To be continued? Question mark. Absolutely. Regular section. <laughs> oh, jeez. So, um, one thing that sort of jumped out at me as I was watching this, and we talked about it in Robocop, like sort of the predictability of things. We talked about it a little bit in They Live, like uh, uh, like these these horrible dystopian films. A lot of the time, like elements of them tend to come true, and yeah. that can be quite frightening. Well, like, to, thought, like climbing for dollars, there was there was a, like a program recently where people like ran away from like loose dogs. Really? Yeah, yeah. I think it was called? on like Channel Four. What's it called? It was like called like. Running away from dogs? I, I don't know. But there, there was like. I just thought, like, watchdog and really step the game up <laughs> or something. Like, or like, cry, like Crime Busters Live or something. And like hunting people down. That'd be great. But yeah, I thought, like, it's awful that, like, these movies keep predicting what's going on. And then I thought. Oh, it's embarrassing. Like, oh, wait, no, it's not, because it's not predictions. You're just giving them ideas at this point. Like, I'm pretty sure that this is Rupert Murdoch's favourite movie. Quite frankly, but he's watching this and they're like editing all this footage together and making like spinning shit a certain way and telling all these lies. And he's sat there in his chair in his fucking office in his fucking mansion. He's like, "Good idea, might give that a go. I wonder if I could." No, surely not. Let's give it a go. Let's have a go. Like, stop doing it. Like you, you like. (laughs) You didn't predict. Fake news. You fucking invented it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> doing it. You're ruining things. 
people are just getting fucking it's like, ideas. Did you see like after Breaking Bad, like this this teacher, this chemistry teacher actually started making meth. And it's like, oh, Breaking Bad predicted the future. Like, no, it didn't. <laughs> it inspired crime. No, it's, it's life imitating art imitating life. I mean, sorry, sorry. Right, okay. Opinion. Yeah. Slob. <laughs> I didn't even research it. Exactly. Right, okay, so I'm going to put it to you that Killian is a real fucking good guy. <laughs> okay. Right, okay, so look at it, right? So, first thing we see about Killian, right? He gives Dan a day off. That's what he does. Yeah? So, so, so like, Dan, like, he, he probably is an asshole, Dan. He's a cleaner. So he's pro- you know what I mean? Rude. And he's as much of an asshole to, like, just not put a fucking mop on where somebody's fucking walking. Yeah, yeah. But he, say, he says to his assistant, he says, he says, because he says to Dan, he says, it's lovely and clean around here. And then he says to his assistant, if he's mopping the floor tomorrow, you'll be doing it for the rest of the week, right? Because he's, he's saying he does a real good job, yeah? He needs a day off. Let's reward him, yeah? Otherwise, you know, understand the consequence. He's a good, good guy. Right, okay. So, yeah, Dan does look an asshole. Are you right, Dick Jones in me right he, now? He pretty much. Right, okay. <laughs> right, so he's a motivational boss, right? He comes into that, that studio and he's greeting people by their names. He's remembering things to do. That's a fucking personal touch. Yeah. That is nice, right? So, but, like, and then he understands human frailty. Okay. That's a lot right. of empathy, right? So, so when he's showing, when he's being shown the people like to audition for the running man, he understands the frailties. Like, the school teacher, he, he's like, he's only 120 odd pounds, he won't last. He's, he's got compassion. Oh, yeah, when he's selecting... Exactly. He's yeah. about the bank robbers who, like, had the suicide patterns. He's like, well, they're not honest. He knows they're not right for the thingy, right? He understands laws and justice, right, okay? There is a clear point where he says, I don't make the rules. But that's a lie. That's not a yes, lie. He doesn't make the rules. His rules are dictated to him. He wants the best for Ben because he knows that Ben is able to free the whole system. He knows ultimately that it might like, result in his own demise, but he has the best intentions, for, not just for, for Ben Richards, but for society. He's willing to die on his shield. I'm not... He wants people to have good sleep. He, he, <laughs> like, he, like, okay. he, does, he does the sleeping thing. He's concerned about hydration. He sponsors Cadre Cola. He, he doesn't have to do that, Cadre does he? Why are you into those, Stephen? Well, it's, it's still a refreshing beverage. Oh, I mean, no doubt about it. But he helps that makeup artist where, like, you'd see it as, like, an asshole. He's like, don't touch the hair. Oh, you think that's friendly advice? That's very good advice. For a, for a, for a he- makeup well, I mean, artist... Going forward and improving your technique as a makeup artist, then, I mean, yeah. Not touching hair is probably very, probably very good advice. advice. He tells people, I love you, you're beautiful. Yeah? 
yeah. all the time. The first time when he when he sees Ben Richards on TV, he's like, he's like, he's like, oh, he's, isn't he something? Isn't he beautiful? Like, look Pank at him. that in here. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, like, look at that. Hello, beautiful, right? Yeah. Right, and, and he calls him cute pie. Yeah, and he, he he takes time for the small guy. Like at the start of the show. He, he starts talking to Phil. He, I think the Phil, like, Phil must be like sort of like the band leader or something like that. Mm. Alright, think about Phil, right? Think about, think about fucking, nobody fucking thinks about Phil, right? Oh so, so like Phil, he talks to all these friends. He's like, oh, what do you do? Oh, I, I work on the Running Man show. And like, yeah, whatever, dickhead. <laughs> he's like, no, what, I, like, I do the band thing on there. And he's like, yeah, whatever, as if, as if, like that. But Killian takes the fucking time to go down and talk about Phil like that. Think about how Phil feels now, yeah? Now, like, like, over like the, the the most popular TV show, he's it's like yeah, I do fucking work on the Running Man. He's got big dick energy today, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> makes him a legend, man. I I, I I I cannot get on board with this. He's a piece of shit, bro. I mean, I don't I don't get it, man. Like. He, the end of the stunt double he kills him and she's like oh you didn't have to kill the stunt double and he's like oh I did it because I'm a dick though and like I just I, I'm not on board mate like can you imagine if he were your boss right he, he keeps captain right so think about it again right so like do you know when like they go oh let's talk to captain freedom and like he kept going oh well this remembers me and, and it's like he keeps him on track man because he knows, he he cares about Captain Freedom. He knows what Captain Freedom's been through. He was murdering guys like this like 20 years ago. Yeah, he knows the trauma that he's been to. And he knows that if, if Captain Freedom carry on talking about it, it brings him back to his dark place. He cares about Captain Freedom. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Right, so, so, like, think about it as well. When he allows like two stalkers to go in at the same time. It's like, oh, because he really wants him dead. No, because he wants to split them up. He wants the like rebellion to succeed. He wants Geek Guy to be able to break into the network by splitting them because he knows Ben Richards is strong enough to draw Buzzsaw, but he knows that the, the, the like that Dynamo will not be as strong as the other two. He cares about that. I feel like he's basically he's, he's basically the genesis of the re- revolution. And like in a, in a in like a hostage situation, like you, you're that you're that guy that starts helping the terrorists, aren't you? I'm like, full stuck like, on. Like oh, they're really good guys though. They're like oh no, Stephen, you drank the goddamn Kool Aid. You drank Killian's Kool Aid, mate. He's lying to you. Killian's lying to you. That's what the film's about. No, but he he, he tries to help Ben in the only way he can by oh, making. I'm gonna to have to send you but, for no, no, but like by like by offering to make him a stalker. That's like <laughs> what. That's like one of the like say like say he doesn't make to the be, rules. To be fair, when I watched it, I was like, I would. I would take that contact. Like, see, he I says he doesn't hard. make the rules about that, so he doesn't make the rules about, like, sending his buddies in there. He doesn't make the rules on that. But what he can do, he can make him a stalker. He's trying to help him out mm. as much as he can. And because he knows that, like, really, see, he'd be stalking, like, mostly criminals that he's dealt with. Mm. And he's trying to progress 
the penal system of that world. He's he he's not he doesn't just care about himself, he cares about future generations. Really? Hmm? Hmm? Does he sound like the bad guy now? Yes. Still? Right. So he likes the rate he gets he gets the calls about the oh we've got like a ratings increase. Mm. Right. Why is he happy about that? Because it increases the message that he knows it in inevitably is going to come. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> so you say about this, so so you might be some like sort of like weird, sort of like sociopathic, like social, like engineer and things like that. But no, the softer side. He cares about love, right? He sees the potential romantic connection between Ben Richards and Amber Mendes. He's a hopeless romantic. That's all he is. When you look at it, he sends it there because he knows that through through the problems, like love is gonna progress. I hate you. He, he's, he, he's, he's a sweet guy. He's a sweet guy. <sighs> you drank the Kool Aid. He's not a sweet guy. He's a piece of shit. He he allows the footage of like the fake result. You know, he he, he sets Sven free. He asks him. He's setting people free. He's not Dobby, mate. He's not setting him free. He asks asks him. He doesn't order him. He asks him. He says, do you want to have a word with him? And he says, no. I've got to score some steroids. And he walks away. Um, In the most disappointing turn of events. Ugh. Luke's meatheads, mate. Don't forget Luke's meatheads. Absolutely. The, but the, the dramatic principle. But that's the thing. He understands his redemption. It's not enough. And that to give his life is suitable for a better tomorrow. He's, he's an absolute selfless individual. And truly the hero of this piece. Hard veto. Okay. Any more? You killed me, bro. Good. Well, there's like... <laughs> the, the, but like, the last thing, that in one of the credits, there is a credit for a guy called Boyd R. Kressner. And his credit is Yuppie Yeller. <laughs> so on that note... No. Oh, go on. You went right there, mister. Oh. <coughs> I did just want to ask you something, because you've seen this film a lot more than I have. I've only seen it twice. Like, at the very start of the movie, right, Arnold gets his orders and he doesn't want to do it, and then a situation occurs in which he ends up getting framed for killing these people. Had Arnold said, okay, fine, and killed them all, how would they have spun that story? Who goes on Running Man? How do they present that to the news? I think what I, what I would possibly say about that, that the, the reason why they would do that is some kind of initiation kind of technique for new officers to like ingrain them into the Oh, mindset. you reckon? And, oh, right. So that if they make them do that and it's like, but then, you but, either but then, join then do or do we that, do. If they, if they do join, then... Who do they say killed all the people? No, they just have it that they and they will just spin it that like that oh, they, they had. had, had they did have one. Oh, fair enough. I see. 
Also, my very last thing, I looked it up. She's called Donna Hardy. It's the super bad woman. Oh, is yeah. it? Oh, yeah. oh, well done, well done. <laughs> nice, like sort of like job during podcast. redemptive, uh, yeah, yeah, redemptive yeah. research mid podcast. It's <laughs> fucking technology, bros. That's what you We're need. We're living to in a golden age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's got NASA. <laughs> yeah, if you believe in that. If you believe. Next that. week, what are we doing? Uh, are we going to do the fucking under siege one? Double feature under siege one and two. You heard it here first, people. That's oh god. Casey Ryback. Casey fucking Ryback. Casey fucking Ryback. <laughs>